Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say, hey, Google or Alexa, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. And while you're on the website, click on the link for the new Corvette Today merchandise store. There you can purchase Corvette Today hats, t-shirts, jackets, koozies, coffee cups, mouse pads, and much more. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We now have over 3,000 members in the group, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. And I'm also excited to tell you about the new YouTube channel for Corvette Today. Be sure and check out your favorite Corvette Today podcast now on YouTube. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, Corvette Fever Magazine. Corvette Fever has been relaunched with an online and printed version. The online version has incredible interactivity with hidden photos and information, and the printed version is like nothing you've ever seen before, huge and glossy. Get your free online version at CorvetteFeverMag.com. You can also sign up for the printed version there as well. Corvette Fever Magazine, come along for the ride. Also, MidEngineCorvetteForum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. All right, you know what it's time for. It's time for the latest Corvette news and headlines with Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. As you know, Keith is a regular guest on Corvette today. He's here twice per month to keep us up to date on what's going on with America's favorite sports car. Keith, good to have you back. It's going to be the first week of fall here in 2021 as you and I start year number two of our news and headlines podcasts. Well, thanks again for having me, Steve. We're actually starting to get a little bit cooler weather in the mornings and the evenings here in Florida. So I figure we got just about another month to go before we can really get to some quality driving weather here. But I know you've been driving around. Why don't you tell us about Corvette Fun Fest at Mid-America? I went to Corvette Fun Fest at Mid-America Motor Works in Effingham, Illinois. I'm the MC of the entire event, plus I DJ there as well. Being 44 years on the radio, they throw me into DJing on Friday, the first day of the event. And it was great. We had a great time. Obviously, we missed last year, but everything went really well. John Craman from Meekum Auctions, who's been on the podcast, was doing a seminar. Also, David Burroughs, who also did a podcast with us on Corvette Today, gave a seminar as well. Paul Corner was there, the Corvette mechanic. And it was just really a lot of fun. And the Saturday night concert, they had a tribute band for Foreigner. So it was all in all a really fun weekend. Well, very good. Glad to hear that. It's one of my fun shows to go to. I'm sorry I couldn't make it this year. And our friends at Sioka Corvette on Atlantic City also had a big show. They did their Toys for Tots run. I saw a little bit of video from our friend Zippity's Garage. You would not believe the amount of toys they'd collected that weekend. So kudos to those guys as well. It seems like things are getting back to normal. 
Absolutely right, buddy. And kudos to them for sure. It's good to hear that they had such a great event. Well, Keith, let's jump into Corvette production, house production looking. And also, we do have some final stats for the 2021 model year as well. Yeah, 2022s started on Wednesday the 8th, which means that the 2021s also stopped on Wednesday the 8th. And since then, there's already been 1,100 2022 Corvettes already built. Wow. They're off to the races. Dealers have already started delivering 2022s. So it seems like things are going really well. Bowling Green was just one of four U.S. production facilities to be open over the last couple of weeks. General Motors is like everybody. They're dealing with this semiconductor shortage. We're actually hearing that a couple plants that were expected to reopen may stay closed just so they can continue to prioritize the trucks and Corvette as they continue moving forward with production. So far, it's all good with the 2022s. Some of the amazing stats that had come out is the dealers load up their initial orders. We heard that production of convertibles has even climbed higher than it did in 2021. Hmm. They're looking at about 46% of cars right now produced as convertibles, which is just an amazing number for the hardtop convertible. That's incredible, Keith. That's very, very amazing. I mean, we haven't seen those kind of numbers since the 60s, have we? The 2021s, they ended up at 42%. And we went back through our black book and we did not see anything higher than that since 1969. Of course, the C3s didn't really have a full hardtop. They did the T-tops and then the convertibles. From 69 to 75, the convertible ordering just dropped off majorly to the point where in 75, they just quit producing convertibles altogether. Right. So it's a remarkable comeback for the convertible model. And again, I think it's just people really embracing the looks and the functionality of the C8 hardtop and how it works versus the previous ones, which were soft tops and also took up storage space. Kudos to the Corvette team. And that's an amazing number, 46% moving forward in 2022 so far. That hardtop convertible is a definite game changer, buddy. And let's talk about final statistics then for 2021, since we had the official switchover on Wednesday. How did we do for the 2021 model year? Well, they said that there was a total of 26,216 Corvettes that were built for the 2021 model year. The coupes were 58% versus the convertibles at 42%. And again, as we said, it was the highest convertible take rate since 1969. As far as ordering goes, the majority of 2021 buyers uh, selected the 2LT as their equipment package at 44%. And the 3LT was this close second at 40.1%. So that just tells you that people are ordering their cars with some nice options on there. It's a little bit different when you start looking at the coupes versus convertibles. The 2LT is the top one for the coupe, but the 3LT is the top trim package for the convertible. So people, when they're ordering that convertible and they're spending that extra $7,500 to get the drop top, they're loading it up. Some of the other stats, Z51 performance package was on nearly 70% of cars. I think the only take rate higher than that was the NPP performance exhaust at 87%. E60 front lift was at 61%. People are really ordering what they like on the car as well as what they've learned to like. That MPP exhaust, even though it's included on the Z51 package, those that have it, they get the extra five horsepower on it, but also you get those valves that open and close based on your RPMs. People have learned that that's really a must-have option to have. Yeah. As far as colors go, no surprises here. Torch Red was number one, followed by Arctic White and then Mist Red. And then on the rare side, Zeus Bronze, only 509 cars done in Zeus Bronze this year. Accelerate Yellow was second at 3.2%, 890 cars, and then shadow gray which was actually ended early ended up as the third rarest color with only 1100 cars inside the cars gt2 seats were the most popular ordering of the suede was very low and then nearly one out of five corvettes had the interior carbon fiber trim Hmm. 
these are the stats that are interesting too. 89.9% of all the Corvettes built in 2021 went to U.S. customers, but they did send 1,887 to Canada, 361 to Japan, which includes those right-hand drive cars. Right. 246 cars went to the Middle East and 149 went to Mexico. Wow. We have the full chart, the full list of stats that come from the National Corvette Museum and the Corvette Engineering Team. So if you really want to dive in and start looking at the stripe colors and the interior options, it doesn't break it out per car, but it gives you a good indication of how many were put on the coupe and how many were on the convertible. The Corvette Museum does have a service. They'll tell you exactly how many other cars were outfitted just like yours. And now that they have these stats, they should be able to do that for the 2021s. Very cool. And, you know, speaking of 2022 cars, we have a special edition. It's the C8R IMSA edition. And nearly half of those are already sold, aren't they? It doesn't surprise us that they wanted to get these produced right away. Obviously, you know, we're in the middle of race season right now. We're celebrating last year's GTLM championship win where the Corvette C8R won the drivers, the team, and the manufacturer's titles. But they're really kicking it off. I think it was Harlan Charles said that nearly 50% had been sold. It's actually 412 orders have been accepted so far. 52.5% of those are convertibles and 47.5% are coupes. So even the convertibles are leading the way in this special edition. And the other thing that I think is really cool too is that in terms of colors, you know, you can order either the Accelerate Yellow or the Hypersonic Gray. It's the gray that's leading the way with 65% of orders. You think of the C8Rs as yellow coupes and people are ordering the gray convertibles now. It's going to be interesting to see how that all ends up. There's only a thousand that are going to be produced. The fact that they're halfway through that shows that production will probably only go on for another couple, maybe a month or two more before they are officially sold out. Well, I would be following the pack myself, Keith. I would order a gray hardtop convertible, and that's 65%, so I'm probably in that percentile if I ordered one of those cars, which I'm not. But that's the one I would like to have with the big wing and the sky-cool gray interior. It looks great. Yes, it does. Also, the configurator is up now for 2022. You can go online and build your car. Yeah, this is good news, and I can't tell you how many hours I've lost so far. I spent <laughs> night earlier this week just drinking hand and kind of building what my dream car would be. Like you guys, I get on a kick and then come back later. I'm like, why would I ever pick that color? And I start doing <laughs> with another color. That's the great thing about the build and price configurator. It's a little bit different than the visualizer. The visualizer will give you more viewing options, but you don't have the, as you're adding options or subtracting options, it doesn't show you the running total there. The build and price configurator, you can just go to Chevrolet.com and it's under shopping tools. You can just start building your car. These cars, they start off now at $62,195 for the coupe. You add the 7500 for the convertible. So you can really go wild with this. I think we saw one of the other websites out there had done a, what's the highest Corvette you can price out at? And they came up with like 110. Personally, I think I could beat that number. <laughs> start adding in the $5,000 selective in and you start adding different options on wheels and car covers and such. But 110000 was they came up with their spread there from the 92195 starting price. Pretty amazing. It is amazing. Also, this is an interesting story. The EPA is now using for fuel economy ratings the Z51 as the basis for the Corvette. When they started off, obviously, they didn't have any sales numbers attached to the EPA rating, so it was just based on the engine packages that were available. What it is is there's actually two different packages. There's the base and then there's the Z51. Right. But because the Z51 is, like I said, it's a 69.5% of all 2021s that were produced, the EPA uses that because 
because it's the most representative of the production numbers. So what that does is, yeah, it cost us three miles per gallon on the highway, but the city rating went up. And that's because that in 2021, they actually did do a little bit of engine work for emissions standards. Essentially, that's where we came up with. So the ratings now for moving forward are 16 city 24 highway and 19 combined oh very interesting and other good news the c8 for 2021 in august of this year was the second fastest selling car who beat us this year for august it was the hyundai santa cruz and when you look at the hyundai santa cruz it kind of reminds you of a modern day el camino Again, it was a brand new car on the market. Their average day to sell was 8.0, whereas the Chevy Corvette was 8.3 days to sell. Also, we saw our average price go as high as it's ever been, 89788 It remains a top-selling car. Of course, they're all pre-sold, but because the plant has been open and functioning and they're getting cars out immediately, we continue to see the Corvette on the top of the fastest-selling new vehicles list. I don't anticipate this to slow down. The only time it did slow down is when we had issues with the plant and the parts supply and then production dropped off. If we can keep everything going and keep moving, I think we'll be towards the top of this list for quite some time. Absolutely right. And, you know, we always bring you some great news and we have some interesting news, a little bit of negative news. Actually, here's another piece of negative news. Consumer Reports is declining to recommend the 2021 C8 Corvette. There's one question I have for you, Keith. Why? As long as we've been writing about Corvettes, we have a love-hate history with Consumer Reports. When the C8 first came out, they test drove it. They loved it. If you go back and look at their first drive reviews, it's very positive. So what Consumer Reports does is they don't take cars from manufacturers. They buy their own cars so that that way they don't say that they're under any obligations. So they finally got a car, I guess, like everybody else. It takes a little while to order and purchase a car. But they finally got a 2021 Z51 model. It did fantastic in their road test, five out of five points on owner satisfaction. But where they knocked it was they gave us only two out of five points on predicted reliability. And in fact, they say we can't recommend the new Corvette because of an inconsistent reliability history. As much as you're trying to increase quality and and make things better for the future, we're still kind of being dinged on the quality and the history of inconsistent reliability from the past. That's where they dinged us there. Okay, well, that makes sense. But on the flip side here, J.D. Power's appeal study, C8 Corvette in 2021 was at the top of the class. So if we're getting bad on consumer reports, J.D. Power is stepping up to the plate. So the appeal study actually stands for the Automotive Performance Execution and Layout of Vehicles. It's all done by class. So the Corvettes are in the premium sporty car segment up against Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Porsches, the regular competitors that we have. What this does, it's asked about the most satisfying in terms of their overall appeal of cars. And of course, Corvette owners, they love their cars. And so we finished actually at the top of the class with a score of 907. Second was the Lexus LC at 899. And then it goes on down from there. Again, it just shows that Corvette owners love their cars. They love them even more once they get them. Fantastic news again on another J.D. Power survey for Corvette. Well, all of a sudden, I like J.D. Power a lot more than I like Consumer Reports, buddy. <laughs> like I said, it's a love-hate relationship with Consumer Reports. Well, let's take our first break, Keith. And when we come back, we'll talk about Corvette racing and also rumors with Corvette on Corvette Today. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 
hybrid Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. Yogi Berra once said, if you don't know where you're going, you'll probably end up there. At True Wealth & Company, we take that to heart. See, at True Wealth & Company, we believe your retirement lifestyle travels through two doors. Door number one, the blue door, gives you more options, financial freedom. Your money outlives you. Every happiness you wish for in life is through the blue door. Door number two, the red door, is where you outlive your money. You rely on family, friends, or even the state to take care of you. At True Wealth & Company, we're not just financial planners. The best way to walk through the blue door is to have a written plan. Make a work-optional lifestyle a reality with our proprietary True Life Map formula. Look towards your future with anticipation, not apprehension. Having a rock-solid fiduciary partner like True Wealth & Company is essential to effective financial planning. There's no winging it. There's nothing left to chance. Look, we don't want you to become another Yogi Berraism. Give us a call today at 913-653-TRUE. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Start your financial independence and work-optional lifestyle today. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth & Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, I appreciate you listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. We keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette. And also, just know that if you have any questions or want to see more in-depth detail, you can always see the stories we talk about on CorvetteBlogger.com. Keith, overview Laguna Seca with Corvette Racing. We finally get a win for Nick Tandy and Tommy Milner, the number four Corvette. It's been a long time coming. You know, we think, well, haven't they won before this year? And that is true. They have. But this is actually the first race where they got full race points. Their very first race they won at the beginning of the year was the 100-minute qualifying race for the Rolex 24. That was their first win. And then they also won at Belle Isle, which was an exhibition race. So there was no points awarded there. So actually, the very first race points they earned as leading the GTLM class came at Laguna Seca. Interesting. Now, we also have a race this week. Long Beach Grand Prix is coming up on Friday and Saturday, and the race happens at 5 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday afternoon. Very cool. And also, Corvette Racing, the C8R, has tested GT3 spec ABS brakes, and that was done at the Detroit Grand Prix. That's kind of interesting. We heard about this after the fact, and what this race allowed them to do, because it was just the two C8Rs in the GTLM class, so it essentially was a non-points race. As an exhibition, GM went to IMSA and got their permission to do some testing with the ABS brake system. Currently, the C8Rs do not use ABS brakes in GTLM, but the GT3 class does. And so as we move forward to next year racing in the GTD Pro, we're looking at upgrading certain aspects of the car, and the ABS brakes is certainly one of the major components that will be upgraded. The fact that they got to test those in there was, again, just a real-world racing atmosphere. That's stuff that you can't get by just going to the track and running running laps and testing it at a private session. Definitely. Well, that's going to be a big upgrade and a big step up for them. So I'm sure they were enjoying getting those ABSs on there and testing them for next year. In the rumor section, Keith, we've got a lot of rumors here. First of all, we had Nürburgring video that captured the 2023. And remember, the Z06 is a 2023 car. We had video and an unofficial track time. Tell us the backstory about that video. 
Sure. So one of the ring spotters that we've been following for quite a while, his name is Car Spotter Jaron. He's got a great setup, so his videos are very quality. And he goes, he does spy photos and such around the Nürburgring and other places. So his video of the 2023 Corvette Z06, as they were testing at Nürburgring in late August, so he's filming the cars, and then all of a sudden you see the camera kind of pan down, and he's got the timer app open on his phone. As it goes around, we're assuming that he's just clocking it as it goes past a certain point. As he films, he shows that the low-wing Corvette, which we believe is the base Z06, had a lap time of 8 minutes and 18 seconds, okay. which is slow, but there's other traffic. There's actually quite a bit of traffic. They might have gotten behind somebody. They've gotten slowed down by a couple other cars. There's everything out there from compacts to SUVs that are testing during these manufacturer industry pools. But what really blew our minds was that the high-wing Corvette, the one that we believe is the Z07 performance package, he shows a lap time of 7 minutes and 12 seconds, which wow. just would be flying in that car. If you recall, Jim Marrow in the 2019 Z06 had a 7 minute and 4 lap time. So he is very close there. And again, this was in traffic. So it just is a amazing number if it works out to be true. And then what can they do not in traffic? We had mentioned that there was an accident. So they were going to go for a hot lap on one of the last days of testing. And there was an accident with the BMWs and the Tesla Plaid that backed up everything. And then we didn't get to run our lap. So the actually there's an industry pool going on right now, but the Z06 team is not there. We'll be waiting again to see if, if they can do it faster than 712. It'll be an amazing time for the Z06. Definitely. And speaking of the Z06, we have video evidence that there will also be a hardtop convertible. So now that the team has tested over in Nürburgring, they take off that heavy black cladding, that black camouflage that we were seeing the cars with. So now all of a sudden, the team that's been working over here in the United States testing the Z06, they've removed their black camouflage as well. So now we get just the body, it's all wrapped in the swirly camouflage, but we get a much closer look at how it's going to be. And there was a team that was located in Ohio last week that was doing some testing. Brandon Byers, Vet Titan page was one of the guys that was there and he found out about it actually followed a couple cars down a rural ohio road that car the second car was a hardtop convertible it had its top down you can see the driver clearly behind the nacelle there so before we just had all this black camouflage we weren't sure if it was going to be a convertible but now we for sure have proof that yes there are center mounted exhaust corvettes running around with that z07 high wing and they are convertibles very exciting. I like that. That sounds good. Also, in the teaser video that we had for the Z06, did we see some of the colors that were going to be revealed in that video? This is a fun story. That video came out at the end of August. So it was about three weeks ago, and it's called the Save the Date is what we've been calling that teaser. That was the one where the car drove from the Nürburgring to Le Mans, and it ended up in the paddock there next to the C8R. So that got us thinking, but I'll tell you what, I had a little nudge in this from a Corvette team member who suggested I might want to take a closer look at that. And so as we started looking at it again, we noticed that there was a series of graphics that would appear at certain points within the video, and it showed the cross flags, and there was four colors that were shown. There was the Accelerate Yellow, the Hypersonic Gray, the Red Mist, and the new Amplify Orange. So that got us thinking, well, they do the reveals. We figured it would be like the C7Z06 reveal, where they showed the C7Z06 next to this C7R, because that's what it's derived from. Imagine that on the stage, when they do the reveal on October 26th, that you'll have the C8R with the silver and the Hypersonic Gray, 
And then in the middle of those will be the two production streetcars, one in Red Mist and one in Amplify Orange. We didn't get confirmation from Chevy. We just got a little wink and a nod. So we think that that's probably a good bet. So expect to see Red Mist and Amplify Orange as the two reveal colors of the 2023 Corvette Z06. That would be cool. And there was another Easter egg in that save to date video as well, wasn't there? Yeah. So as you're watching it, you'll notice that there was some of these graphics that came on that looked like a sketch or a drawing, but it wasn't of a complete car. It'd be like a fender or a half a wheel. We saw the rear wing on one of them. It took somebody else to kind of give us a, hey, did you see this? So someone had done screenshots where those sketches appeared, and it was in four places. And so they stitched those four full screenshots together, and it shows the outline of sketch, like a drawing from a designer of the 2023 Corvette Z06 as a whole. Nothing really that we learned from it. It's just cool that it was there. Man, who thinks up this stuff? I think those guys up in Chevrolet sometimes have a little bit more time on their hands. But these are the fun things that happen as we're leading up to the reveal. And everything that'll come out after the reveal will also just be surprises here and there. And why didn't we see that before kind of stuff. It's really exciting times for Corvette enthusiasts. Absolutely right. And also with the E-Ray, we have some spy photos confirming that it was a performance hybrid, don't we? Okay, this is what really gets me excited about this car because we've been talking about the E-Ray for quite some time. Obviously, it was a trademark that GM had filed that kind of started off everything. And then we had a couple leaks I know Don Sherman had talked about the E-Ray with supposedly a electric motor in the front that powers the front wheels. And the idea is that it's not a full battery car, that it's just designed for performance. And what really got us on this video is the fact that there was a button that was spied inside the E-Ray along the center console. What that turns out to be is GM's Regen On Demand. The Regen On Demand, it was first came on vehicles like the 2014 Cadillac ELR. The Bolt EV also had it. But what it allows you to do is you can set different levels and every time you brake, it'll recharge the batteries. So what it does is it takes the energy that's captured in the braking system and then it transfers it back into the batteries. With four different levels, the regen on demand is also known as one pedal driving. So imagine that you got the pedal on the accelerator and then as soon as you lift off, the brake system is applied. So you really, in certain instances, you don't even need to touch the brakes because as soon as you let off the accelerator, the braking is applied and then that energy is being transferred back into the battery system. Wow. Again, with the regen on demand based on previous models of Chevrolets, they had it programmable with a number of different options. So we can expect the Corvette team for sure will take advantage of that. Just like your driving modes, there might be a regen mode that gives you the ability to get as much energy back or just maybe a little bit here and there. It's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. But again, the first time this button has been shown was on these spy photos that we got. It really, to us, confirms that this is a performance hybrid. Boy, you were right, Keith. We got some exciting times coming up with Corvette. That's for sure. I'm telling you. And that was just in the last two weeks. So who knows what the next two weeks are going to bring. Exactly right. Well, buddy, let's take our final break. And in segment number three, we'll talk about the lighter side of Corvette on Corvette Today. American Hydrocarbon, your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. We've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. 
Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines. So give us a call. 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. Visit our website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. This is the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. We keep you up to date on what's happening in the world of Corvette. In this final segment, we talk about the lighter side of Corvette and some interesting news as well. New Zealand is about to get their right-hand drive C8 Corvettes. I bet they're very excited about that. For a market that has always traditionally had to buy the left-hand drive and then convert them, this is going to be an exciting time for these right-hand drive markets. What we've heard and what we kind of pieced together is we talked about allocations, I think, maybe a couple weeks back, and the big dealers weren't quite getting what they thought their numbers should be. And we believe it's because that those first allocations, once they started building the 2022s, is that they produced a bunch of right-hand drive cars for both England and for Australia and New Zealand. Pretty interesting. We got a video from our friend Mike Brink at Brink of Speed, who actually had a guy that works on the docks in New Zealand, which I, it sounds like a cliche, down at the docks. But he has uh, pictures of right-hand drive Corvettes coming in. The first couple, are, I think, are already over there now and have been registered for the street. But pretty interesting. You know, these cars, they're done as packages. So they got the 2LT Coupe or 3LT Coupes. Their 2LT Coupes over there started at 154.9. The 3LT Coupe starts at 169.9. And believe it or not, they have this ultimate stingray with all this carbon fiber on it right up your alley, Steve. Right. That's priced at 197.9. Wow. For the market, it's obviously an exciting time for them. They're getting their cars the way they want, but obviously they're not cheap. We see why Chevrolet would like to sell some more exports is because they do make a buku amount of money off of them. That's for sure. That's amazing. I'd love to see that picture of them coming off the docks. They've got to be excited. Yeah, we've got a couple of them on the website. That's from a break of speed video where he got the exclusive on that one. Very cool. Also, the Z06 might break three production V8 records. What are those records, Keith? This is pretty good. This comes from our guy, Alex Summers. Alex is a writer for us, and he's been writing for us for a while. But he's also been able to crack, and he's been doing a little writing for Haggerty. We're glad to see him hit the big time there. He came up with this list. So we have, first, the largest displacement flat plane V8. Currently, that's in the Ford Shelby GT350 at 5.2 liters. So we might beat that at 5.5 liters. Okay. The second one, most torque from a naturally aspirated flat plane V8. Again, we're looking at as much as 500 foot-pounds of torque for the new Z06, while the GT350 Shelby has the 429 foot-pounds of torque. Gotcha. And then the third one is the highest red line of an American performance car. Currently, that's the GT350 at 8250. Haggerty believes that the new Z06 could be as high as 9,000. I'm hearing that it's going to be probably closer to about 8,500, but obviously anything over 8,000 for an American car is an amazing red line anyway. And we've heard these cars at the Nürburgring wide open. It doesn't surprise us that they are at that 8,500 or 9,000 RPMs. That'll be absolutely exciting. Watching those videos, they sound like a Formula One car going around the Nürburgring. So this is going to be great. That was one of the reasons why I hear that Chevy decided to move the exhaust all inboard. So there's the four outlets are all together. It's just to enhance that sound as opposed to kind of moving them away from each other. 
it is an exotic sounding car. Corvette owners are still trying to grapple with the different sound based on we're so used to that low rumble. It is an amazing sounding car. In fact, one of the videos we had last week was from the car spotter, Jaron, again. He did a compendium where he put in the Z06 going by. And then from a couple of years ago, the C8 Stingray going by on the same parts of the track. And you can really hear the difference of the sounding engine. So just again, it's pretty amazing that Corvette owners are going to have an engine like this for their Z06. Definitely. And speaking of engines, I was sad to see that Chevrolet has officially quit making the LT5 engine. That's the C7 ZR1 engine that has 755 horsepower. Yeah, this was sad to see it one and done. What a fantastic engine it was. They had to make some hard decisions on this engine because when they put it in the Corvette, obviously they couldn't then sell it in Europe or anywhere else. It was just for the Corvette. Right. What we've seen is that production has already stopped on it. And in fact, when you order crate engines, it'll show you they no longer have these LT5s in stock. So you actually would have to call around and hopefully a dealer somewhere or or somebody would have one for sale. But as far as we know, they're already gone. And so the hunt's going to be on to find those remaining ones. I think they were selling the crate engines at around 19,000. Wow. What a great addition to any kind of resto mod that would make. Boy, that's for sure. $19,000 for that 755 LT5 engine. Wow. It's the end of an era. We think of the 2019 Corvette ZR1 as the final hurrah for not only the C7 era, but for the front engine era of Corvettes as well. Right. And now we've got a couple cool, fun stories for you. First of all, Fuel Tech has reclaimed the horsepower record, the world record for the C8. Where are they up to now? So they just put out a video last week of their 2020 Corvette Mule on the dyno. They were able to get 1350 wheel horsepower out of it, which puts that horsepower at the crank somewhere close to 1550 to 1600. 1350 at the wheel. So again, an amazing number here, but here's what's really cool. I just saw a video of the car at the track and they did a quarter mile time of 9.01 seconds at 153 miles an hour. So fuel tech now has the fastest C8 Corvette in the world. Wow. That's incredibly amazing. (laughs) Those numbers are just mind boggling. And you know, everybody's itching that fuel techs out there. We don't know what really is going on with Amelia and her car recently. She put out a video, which kind of said that she might be taking a break for a little bit on that car. Hmm. And of course, the other car that's really battling for supremacy is the Extreme Turbo Systems. They actually had the fastest time before Fuel Tech came along. They were at 9.05 seconds at 159 miles an hour. Okay. Their car is still trapped higher, but the Fuel Tech car did it at 9.01 seconds. So they got the world record, but for how long will be the question that I'm asking now. Buddy, when we do our next news and headlines, I wouldn't be surprised if we have another world record holder in two weeks. Could be. You never know with these guys. They're out there working hard, that's for sure. Absolutely. And finally, our buddy Speed Phenom has sold his 2020 Corvette to CarMax. To CarMax? Really? Yeah. So this guy, he's only a kid. He's 20. I think he's not even 21 yet. Austin Everett is his name. And we've been following his YouTube videos now for a couple of years. It's just fun to watch him doing, he calls them his next level driving adventures. And he does a lot of tracking stuff. And that's where we really kind of started really paying hard attention to him because he was really the only one that was out there tracking his car every couple of weeks or so. And we'd see him up against GT2s and Lamborghinis and other Porsches. So it was really fun to watch him. So over the last couple of years, we've seen him do all this stuff. He racked up 25,000 miles on his car. He ordered the 2022 IMSA GTLM Special Edition. In his video, he's saying that he got the notification that his car had already been built. Wow. He was like, I've had this car for sale for a little bit now. We found it on Auto Trader for 88000 Okay. 
again, it was the high miles. You know, everybody else on Auto Trade or selling their car from anywhere from just a few hundred miles up to maybe a couple thousand. But 25,000 miles is a big number. He said he visited a number of Chevrolet dealers in his area. I think he's out of Southern California. And they all wouldn't give him anything really that he was looking for. So it's just kind of one of those last ditch efforts. He went to CarMax. And as he's going to CarMax, he's talking about he wasn't expecting much, maybe 60, 65,000 as an offer for the car. But he wanted to see what they'd give him to it. When he walks out of there with an offer of $85,000 for his 25,000 mile 2020 Corvette, he took it. There's a little scene there at the end where he's kind of rubbing the back fender going, I'm going to miss you, buddy. I kind of felt that, you know, we've watched so many videos of Austin with his Corvette. Now he's got the new one coming. So we'll have even more fun stuff to watch from him in the meantime. But again, it's just an amazing testament to the amount of demand this car has that someone would a dealership would pay $85,000 for a 25,000 mile car. Pretty amazing. Keith, we live in some crazy automotive times, my friend. (laughs) That's just that we do. Well, Keith, thanks so much for being back on Corvette today. We will see you in two weeks. We'll follow up on some of these stories if there is a follow-up. And don't forget, everybody, you can see all these articles on CorvetteBlogger.com. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Great to see you, as always. If we see you on the road, keep waving. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today. And please be sure to tell your family, friends, and other Corvette enthusiasts about the Corvette Today podcast. And thanks to our flagship sponsors, American Hydrocarbon at AmericanHydrocarbon.com and True Wealth and Company at RetireWithTrue.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.